Imagine if someone found a way to vaccinate everyone without them even knowing. Could this be possible? Tune in and find out. Hello my friends and welcome to the Digital Rebel Podcast, Truth Be Told. In today's show we're going to cover an array of topics such as the cancellation of all quarantine procedures going on around the world, the Canadian convoy protest idea has started to spread around the world about bloody time, and news from the Johns Hop- uh, John Hopkins University as they claim new technology they have developed can be used to vaccinate people and could easily be disguised as a PCR test. Frightening for all those who have used a PCR. So first off the bat, the John Hopkins story. Let's have a look at that. So journalist John O'Sullivan, he's warned that the massive PCR testing campaign could be a World Health Organization vaccination program in disguise. He was referring to a new technology developed at the John Hopkins University that developed tiny star-shaped micro devices called ferrogrippers that attach to the intestinal mucosa and can deliver drugs into the body. The devices are made of metal and a thin film that changes shape and are as small as a dust particle. So according to John Hopkins University, therogrippers are administered with a cotton swab similar to the PCR tests. So could well be or easily disguised as a PCR. I'm not saying that they've done that, but it is possible. So in October 2020, a John Hopkins University research team published positive results from an animal study confirming that the new technology works flawlessly. In January 2019, the World Health Organization defined the growing number of vaccination critics as one of the top 10 threats to global health. (laughs) Oh, fuck off. And since the unprecedented corona vaccination fiasco, the number of vaccination refusers has truly multiplied, and it bloody has as well. Meanwhile, resistance is forming even within the orthodox medical establishment. But the masterminds of the World Health Organization continue to insist on an unrealistic vaccination coverage rate of at least 70%. In this article, Jan Walter describes with extensive source uh, citations or citations, which techniques are possible to still vaccinate the population when people are becoming increasingly critical of vaccinations. This is only fueled by the um, continuing pressure for mass vaccination against a non-lethal disease, which, you know, 99.8% of people recover quite quickly with a new type of vaccine that is actually gene therapy by means of the mRNA. 
it seems like science fiction is and it is, is chilling but the methods and techni uh, techniques are available their question is how far do we let it get vaccination increasingly scrutinized the chilling alternative so in january 2019 the world health organization one they defined the growing number of vaccine critics as one of the 10 greatest threats to global health. What a load of bollocks. We're the people fighting for our freedoms. Uh, so, and since the unprecedented corona uh, vaccination fiasco, yeah, we know that. Two, the number of vaccine refusers has really multiplied. Meanwhile, resistance is emerging even within the conventional medical commun uh, community, as I said earlier. But the people at the World Health Organization, they continue to insist on an unrealistic vaccination rate of 70%. So basically, they want 70% of the world vaccinated. Now, several experts and former mainstream journalists like John O'Sullivan are warning that the massive PCR testing campaign could be a World Health Organization vaccination program in disguise. O'Sullivan is, is referring to a new technology developed at the John Hopkins University that is supposed to make it possible to carry out covert vaccinations through a PCR test. Oh, it's inspired by a parasitic worm that digs its sharp teeth into the intestines of its host. John Hopkins researchers have developed tiny star-shaped micro devices that attach to the intestinal mucosa and can deliver drugs into the body. Like I said, these tiny devices are known as theragrippers. They're made of metal and a thin film that changes shape. They are covered with heat-sensitive kerosene wax and each no larger than a dust particle. When the kerosene coating on the theragripper reaches body temperature, the device close uh, autonomously and clamp onto the wall of the colon. Because of the sealing action, the tiny six-pointed devices burrow into the mucosa and attach to the colon, where they are held and gradually release their drug uh, to the body. Eventually, the theragripper lose their grip on the tissue and are removed from the colon through normal gastriant. Uh, as oh, it's a big word, it's a big word. Gastrointestinal mu uh, muscle function. <sighs> and a side note. Uh, According to John Hopkins University, theragrippers are actually administered with a cotton swab. Wow, a cotton swab. So that means it was or is possible to vaccinate with a PCR test. Now, I'm not saying they actually did that, but... According to John Hopkins University, it is now possible. Oh, that's quite a frightening thought, isn't it? You can get vaccinated without even knowing it, just through a PCR test. I mean, they're, 
the COVID narrative is crumbling, crumbling massively all around them. You get AOC's left Twitter, Rachel Maddow has left MSNBC. Boris Johnson's party in the UK is falling to pieces. 30 Democrats, congressmen are resigning. The Prime Minister of Canada, that knobhead Justin Trudeau, is gone into hiding. The coward. Nation after nation is dropping all COVID mandates. We are, it seems, winning. With Turkey, Brazil, Britain, Sweden, Spain, Czech Republic, Mexico, El Salvador, Japan, Singapore, all dropped their bullshit COVID mandates. And many others, I'm sure, are going to follow suit. We've got the Canadian convoy truckers. God bless them all, even though I'm an atheist. <laughs> but it seems, you know, the world is following the Freedom Convoy role model of Canada. So many countries are starting their own trucker convoys. And they're all setting up on Telegram as well, organising, which is good. Thank you, Telegram, for that. We've got a Europe convoy, Canada, obviously. Australia, Finland, Netherlands, uh, Czechs. Belgium, America are joining in on the action. Even France, Italy, Spain, Hungary, Romania, Lithuania, the list goes on. So, well done, everyone. Let's show them what's fucking what, shall we? Things are changing. The world is changing faster than ever. If Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum get their way and introduce the Great Reset, Life pre-2020, well, it ceases to exist. And we'll all lose our freedoms without ever getting the prospect even to get, to get them back. So how did the World Economic Forum become so powerful? Well, step forward, Klaus Schwab and his own school called the Young Global Leaders School. So take a listen to this. So how is it that more than 190 governments from all over the world ended up dealing with the COVID pandemic in almost exactly the same manner, with lockdowns, mask mandates, and even vaccination cards now being commonplace everywhere? The answer may lie in the Young Global Leaders School, which was established and managed by Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum and that many of today's prominent political and business leaders pass through on their way to the top. So the German economist, journalist and author Ernst, we uh, Ernst Wolf has revealed some facts about the Young Global Leaders School that are relevant for understanding world events during the pandemic. In an interview he did with the uh, German Corona Investigative Committee back on the 13th of August 2021. So the World Economic Forum is an NGO. That's a non-government organisation that gets away with a lot of tax as well, that means. And that was founded by Klaus Schwab. Now it, it is one of the most important networks in the world for the globalist power elite, being funded by approximately a thousand multinational corporations. Their main funder is obviously the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. 
The main goal of the World Economic Forum's activities, Wolf believes, is to facilitate and further high-level cooperation between big business and national governments, something which we are already seeing take place. Back in 1992, Schwab established a parallel institution, the Global Leaders for Tomorrow School, uh, which was re-established as Young Global Leaders in 2004. Members of the school's very first class in 1992 already included many who went on to become important figures on the political left, such as Angela Merkel, Nicolas Sarkozy and even Tony Blair. There are currently about 1300 graduates of this school and the list of people that go includes several names of those who went on to become leaders of the health institutions of their respective nations. All of the, politi uh, the politicians who graduated from the young global leaders and were in office during the, the past two years have all favoured harsh responses to the COVID pandemic and which also happened to considerably increase their respective government's power. But the school's list of alumni is not limited to political leaders only. We also find many of the captains of private industry there. Again, all of them expressed support for the global response to the pandemic and many reaped considerable profits as a result of the measures. Digital technology, which is now all per pervasive, is also playing a prominent role in the elite's global designs. So Wolf highlights that BlackRock, run by the Young Global Leaders alumnus Larry Fink, is presently the largest advisor to the world's central banks and has been collecting data on the world financial system for more than 30 years now. And undoubtedly, there's a greater understanding on, a, on how the system works than the central banks themselves. Wolf believes that the people behind the World Economic Forum and the Young Global Leaders School are the ones who really determine who will become political leaders. Although he stresses that he doesn't believe that Schwab himself is the one making these decisions, but is merely a facilitator. He further points out that the school's alumni include not only Americans and Europeans, but also people from Asia, Africa and South America, indicating that its reach is truly worldwide. Graduates from the Young Global Leaders School and uh, Global Leaders for Tomorrow before them find themselves very well situated given that they are that, that they then have access to the world economic forums network of contacts by tracing the connections between the school's graduates wolf claims that you can see that they continue to rely on each other for further support for their initiatives long after they have uh, they participate participated in global leaders programs. One of the goals of the current policies being pursued by many governments, Wolf believes, is to destroy the business, uh, the, the businesses of small and medium sized entrepreneurs, so that the multinational corporations based in the United States and China 
can monopolize business everywhere and he goes on wolf contends that the ultimate goal of this domination by large platforms is to see the introduction of digital bank currency wolf says that two european countries are already prepared to begin using digital currency sweden and switzerland two countries did not need to crush their economies through lockdown measures because they were already prepared to begin using digital currency before the pandemic began given the growing discontent with the anti-covid measures put into practice by the school's graduates who are now national leaders wolf believes it's possible that these people were selected due to their willingness to do whatever they are told so basically they're being told what to do by the world economic forum which is run by klaus schwab and klaus schwab is being told what to do and how to do it by the elites and these elites pretty much are the shareholders to vanguard and black rock but i'll that's another story i can i have actually done a podcast about that month the monopolization of the whole world go and check it out but i'll continue here so as i said wolf believes it's possible that these people were selected due to their willingness to do whatever they are told and that they are being set up to fail so that the subsequent backlash can be exploited to justify the creation of a new global form of government and we all know what that's going to be it's the one world government however you want to wrap it up build back better one world government new world order it was all the same thing fourth industrial revolution i'll carry on anyway global shapers community so in 2012 schwab and the world economic forum founded yet another institution the global shapers community which brings together those identified by them as having leadership potential from around the world who are under the age of 30. approximately 10,000 participants have passed through this program to date and they regularly hold meetings in 400 cities wolf believes that it is yet another proving ground where future political leaders are being selected vetted and groomed before being positioned into the world's political apparatus. He states that the World Economic Forum's influence goes far beyond those who have passed through the global leaders and global shapers programs. However, as the number of people who participate in the annual Davos conferences is much larger than many suspect. So I'll give you some of the names that uh, went through this school. For instance, like I said, Angela Merkel, Tony Blair and Nicholas Sarkozy, along with Bill Gates. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Bono, Richard Branson, Jose Manuel Barossa. Got the Crown Prince Victoria of Sweden, the Crown Prince Haakon of Norway, and the Crown Prince Frederick of Denmark. Prince of Netherlands, uh, oh, well, the list goes on. Jacinda Ardern, Prime Minister of New Zealand. The Prime Minister of Finland, Sina Marin. Emmanuel Macron, President of France. Oh, the, the list just goes on and on and on. There's even 
Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook, guy who founded Google, he's on here. David the Rothschild, adventurer and environmentalist, apparently, that's what they, they call him. Leonardo DiCaprio, hmm. So, many politicians that are actually world leaders now. So, that's the list of kind of people that have gone through this school. So, the ultimate conclusion one must draw from all of this, according to Wolf, and I'll pretty much believe him as well, is that demo uh, democracy as we knew it has been silently cancelled. We've seen that throughout the world in this, these last two years. And that although the appearance of democratic processes is being maintained in our countries, the fact is that an examination of how governance around the world works today shows that an elite of super wealthy and powerful individuals effectively control everything that goes on in politics as has been especially evident in relation to the pandemic response. Absolutely 100% spot on. The best way to combat their designs, Wolf says, is simply to educate people about what's happening and for them to realise that the narrative of the super dangerous virus is a lie and that is being designed to manipulate them into accepting things that run contrary to their own interests. So this is how all of our world leaders have all been following the same agenda. They all passed through Klaus Schwab's school, the Young Global Leaders School. When we understand this, we can easily understand how their narrative has been so easily followed by country after country worldwide. And why Switzerland and Sweden hadn't the need to try and crush their economies through lockdowns and so forth. Well, well, well. Another stitch in the tapestry of compliance has been revealed. But don't just take my word for it. Get on the Internet of Things and look for yourself. Do your own research and come to your own conclusions. I was asked by a Canadian friend to send Justin Trudeau a message from the Canadian people. So here it is. And until next time. To Luke.